0: My husband drew a picture, and we actually have the picture framed at Life Loop of what we were going to build. I think Ted probably was like, they're not actually going to do this, so I'll write a letter of intent. I'm sure that's what he was thinking.
1: He was basically saying, prove it.
0: Yeah, he was like, this is great. Yeah, I'll be your first customer. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. You guys aren't going to figure out how to do this.
1: From Grindstone, this is Nebraska Made a narrative journey through the lives of Nebraska's most inspiring business leaders. We unpack the intimate details of how our guests navigated obstacles and built their companies in pursuit of the good life. I'm JT Martin and today we hear from Amy Johnson from Life Loop. Our guest today is from Fremont, Nebraska.
0: I'm Amy Johnson, the co-founder and CEO of LifeLoop. In
1: 2015, Amy started LifeLoop, an operational technology platform for senior living communities that focuses on connecting families, residents, and staff. Well, back then they had no idea that there would be a global pandemic that would put the entire industry into crisis. Today, they're on the front lines, solving a huge need in the retirement community industry. And it's all happening right here in Nebraska.
0: I had a very normal uh, middle-class upbringing in Fremont, Nebraska. In high school, I worked three jobs, detasseling, which I feel like if you haven't detasseled in Nebraska, you haven't quite fully become a Nebraskan yet. But um, It's a badge of honor. Yeah, it is, definitely. So I detasseled, I worked at the car wash, took the money at the car wash booth, and then I also worked at a pizza place. You know, growing up, I kind of always, I don't know if I gravitated towards um, the elderly and people with disabilities as well. I always was volunteering, the Special Olympics, those type of things. But then going to visit nursing homes, I remember going to my first nursing home to see my great grandma and I was fascinated by just how the the culture of a nursing home is. And that, you know, a lot of people kind of associate nursing homes with this terrible place of just isolation and it's really a community. I mean it truly is a community of people that have come together to make these these residents lives better. And that I remember being really cool from an early age.
1: Did you notice that maybe there was a lack of communication or people felt lonely or
0: yeah, I mean you go into a nursing home and it, it can definitely be a scare. It was scary, I remember. I remember feeling like, whoa, what's going on? There's all these old people. But what's really cool is like, you start to talk to these old people and these these are people that have the coolest stories I've ever heard. I went to the University of Nebraska, Lincoln. And when I went to college, I don't think I went with the purpose of graduating college. Um, It was kind of funny. I remember I sat down with my advisor and I was like, you know, what, what else do I need to do? And she's like, actually, if you take these three classes, you'll graduate. And I was like, what? I'm going to graduate. This was actually not really, you know, my, like my long-term plan. I mean, I always wanted to get an education, but it was more about the experience for me.
1: So Amy graduates from UNL with a degree in family science. And originally she has no intentions of starting her own business. She takes her first job at Mutual of Omaha as a recruiter where she stays for seven years until she has her first child and decides to go work for her father-in-law's insurance brokerage. And it was there when they had the idea of LifeLoop.
0: The idea actually came from my father-in-law, who I was working for, and my husband were talking about what's needed in the world, basically. It was kind of that larger discussion. And at the time, my father-in-law's mom was in a community and so that was our family's problem and and that we had that gap in communication.
1: Was there a specific communication gap that he mentioned that was really bothering him?
0: Yes it was just every time he would call the community there'd be a new update and something more she needed and it was typically not great news right like she she needs more help doing this, or this um, situation happened. And it was always like reactive, not proactive.
1: He was the one who had to call them, they weren't calling him. Right, right. Was there a a specific moment when you all sat down around the table and came up with this idea?
0: So in 2013, when Kent and Lee um, were talking about it, we decided, okay, well the first step would be to talk to somebody that's in the senior living business. So we sat down with the president of Dial Retirement Communities, who is a friend of my husband's who he played hockey with growing up. And so it was just, he knew him. Let's see if this is a good idea. And his name's Ted Lowndes. He's a client and he's been one of our biggest supporters. The conversation with Ted is a really cool one because Kent, my husband, drew a picture and we actually have the picture framed at Life Loop of what we were going to build it was at Green Belly in Omaha. It was like right when Green Belly opened and it was like with Ted and three people on his team. And so Kent drew what we were going to build, not knowing how to build it, but it was just like a hand drawing on a piece of printer paper of boxes. And, you know, here's where the calendar is going to be. Here's the residents, basically our dashboard.
1: What do you think his reaction was when your husband pulled out this sketching of a...
0: I think Ted, well, and we actually just talked to Ted about it. We were laughing. I think Ted probably was like, they're not actually going to do this, so I'll write a letter of intent. I'm sure that's what he was thinking.
1: He was basically saying, prove it.
0: Yeah, he was like, this is great. Yeah, I'll be your first customer. (laughs) Ha ha ha. You guys aren't going to figure out how to do this. And so, I yeah, I think he thought, okay, we'll see what happens.
1: So Kent comes back with This letter of intent, were you guys just gung-ho from that minute forward?
0: No, we didn't know how big of a deal it was. But we took it to Avature, and I remember Mark Griffiths being like, you guys, this is a really big deal. You have a client already. And we're like, it is? Okay. Well, what do we do now? (laughs) So Kent and Phil were having meetings with these freelancers. But one of the freelancers was an MMA fighter in Germany and an ostrich farmer in Alabama. And we paid them, we signed a contract to pay them $28,000 and it was going to be just our money, Kent and Phil and I, and we got like five grand into it and we're like, we are in over our heads and this isn't going to work. So can we get out of that contract or what's our options? And they were really cool.
1: And this is what Ted is anticipating when he writes this letter. He says, "Yeah, you're going to go try to build this with an ostrich farm." Yeah, like,
0: exactly. Here
1: you go. If you can figure it out, yeah. bring it back to me.
0: That's kind of when it got real. Was like, okay, we have to figure this out. We have a we have a client, and we don't have a product. And that's really, really when I got involved, um, because I'm probably the most you know the the person that will dig in the most in terms of the end user and so i went and spent a lot of time in communities with with activity staff with front desk folks to figure out where are the gaps why is this such a problem
1: was there any process that struck you as particularly archaic
0: oh my gosh my my first pitch deck Um, I always started it with the actual sticky notes that I found in doing research. And, you know, everybody's so worried about HIPAA and so worried about, I'm like, you guys, like, literally on a sticky note is how how your communities are communicating. It's one of the sticky notes I'll never forget is, make sure you check on John after he lets out his dog. That was like the shift change note. Uh, make sure that you notify Bill's daughter as soon as this prescription's delivered. It, it was all via sticky note. My other favorite TED conversation is how we named Life Loop because we were struggling. We had some bad names. We had some really bad names like TrueView. I don't know, Care was one of them. Um, all of our code, us, like K I N. Oh, E-X-U-S. No. Yeah, bad, 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 <laughs> bad. And so we we weren't settled on a name. And um, I was meeting with Ted. And I was like, yeah, we're struggling with the name. And, and I'm like, it's just like all about keeping people in the loop. And he's like, what about Life Loop? And I'm like, okay, I like it. And that's kind of stuck. And then we had somebody, a buddy who has a great branding business now. At the time, it was just freelance that he did it for us. But... Um, created a logo and that's how it all went that's great. and he created the logo when we were out to dinner on a napkin which is also a lot of a napkin fun. a lot of napkin sketches. stuff yeah, yeah the best conversations over a glass of wine and trying to figure something out
1: so Amy and her husband Kent and their co-founder Philip have this letter of intent from Dial Senior Living which is a big player in the retirement community have 20 senior living communities throughout the United States and a letter of intent is huge in that it's a document declaring a commitment to do business it means that you can start hiring people taking out loans and raising funding and raising funding is exactly what they did in 2016 when a big pitch competition came to town called rise of the rest an event that drew 650 attendees to the Rococo Theater in downtown Lincoln to see who would take home the grand prize of a $100,000 round of investment.
0: Um, then it got to a point where it's was like, okay, we we actually have a customer. We got to keep going. So that is when we decided to seek investment. And, you know, I had never raised money. I didn't know what that was all about. And then... The rise of the rest was coming through on their road tour. And I wasn't going to apply. Like pitching was never something I aspired to do um in front of a large crowd. So
1: <laughs> do you have stage fright? No, I just
0: like I'm just so heads down and want to build the business. I want to go sell. I love selling. I am very passionate about what we do at Life Loop. And so um Having the attention on me and doing this big thing sounded out of my comfort zone and something that I de- didn't want to do. Um, but we had enough people say, you you need to do this. So we applied.
1: Do you remember how the pitch went? Do you remember the the reactions of the judges? Where the judges sitting in front What's of funny, you? It's
0: funny. I think I knew all of the judges personally. So that I wasn't so worried about. The judges... Like I knew I knew it well enough. I was nervous, but it was just to the point where I was like, what do I have to lose? You know, this is fun. And by the time I got up there, it was fun. I was Nick, who runs our sales team, who's been part of Life Loop since the beginning, was right by me. And I was like, I don't think I can do this. Like the first hour leading up to it, because we sat there forever. And then thank goodness for him. He just kind of talked me off the ledge. And he's like, it's not that big of a deal you know, just go up there, do your thing. You know it well. And
1: use the sticky notes in the pitch from. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. I still have that. So everybody okay. pitched, I think there were seven companies that pitched and they asked everybody questions. It was at the Rococo. So it was a big venue. Um, and then they went and did their deliberations and I was hanging out, um, back in like the lobby area and I heard them announce it and it was it was really fun because the team the life, the life loop team was there and they were so excited. it was it was really great. I have like great pictures of our whole team holding the fake check and we still have the fake check somewhere in our office. I think it's like in the back room because you just you know don't know where to put a big check, <laughs> but it's Can't made it, it it's moved with us as we've moved offices and it's it's a memory that I'm forever grateful for. And I think everybody's like, oh, you won $100,000. I'm like, well, it was an investment for equity. So <laughs> it wasn't quite that, that great, but it was great. Yeah, it was yeah. great.
1: So they've secured funding and major investors that are able to open up doors for them that they just would not have had access to otherwise. Steve Case, their new investor, co-founded and was the CEO of AOL in the 90s. He's made it his mission to build Silicon Valley outside of the valley which is a perfect investor for funding a Nebraska-based startup. So they start building this product and it's starting to get some decent adoption until COVID hits and it turns the entire industry upside down. Can you tell me about COVID hitting and when did you realize this is going to keep people in retirement communities totally isolated from their families, from people who love them, This is going to be a big deal. And this isn't going to stop in a week or a month. This is going to go on for a long time.
0: Yeah. COVID, it was the phones are ringing off the hook. What do we do? Um, And how how do we deliver on all of this? Luckily, or smartly, I'm not sure which one. I'm thinking it's a combo of both. We had done a lot to the product to make it scalable. And so we were able to respond quickly. And, you know, you're always going to have to adjust and learn. I'll never forget. We were at our office, and it was, like, right, you know, that week where everybody's like, what is happening? Tom Hanks got it. Yes. The
1: NBA shut down. Yeah.
0: It was – I we had basketball on, like, it was this Nebraska State tournament that week. And we were, like, had a game on. There was no fans there. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, my goodness. And I had clients calling saying – okay, we need to connect families now. Because we'd have people just buy LifeLoop to operate because we're a very large, robust operational platform and they hadn't connected families yet. It's very easy to connect families. So all of a sudden it was like our current clients were calling because they needed to connect families right now.
1: Do you think that elderly care might have a bit of an innovation lag?
0: I think COVID changed everything. Um, Before COVID, yes. But now I think it's been very clear, like these processes and this technology, not just Loop, but several technologies, of course, need to be in place because you never know what's gonna happen. Selling Loop pre-COVID was like, so obvious to, of course, our team, but it was not as obvious to our clients and COVID changed that. We tripled in size of our team and our clients and it was, it was a big year. It was exhausting, a lot of growing pains, but I do think it changed how senior living will innovate.
1: What was it about starting LifeLoop here in Nebraska do you think made it take off?
0: You know, it was Nebraska's home, so it was never like a question of where we would start a company. Um, but I think the the taking off part and why it was successful is is a lot of a lot of different things. I think you, you find talent that's hardworking and positive, which is hard to do, um, for f- especially for technology. I think the other piece is just, you know, obviously the cost of living is lower. It's it's more reasonable to start a company financially here. But I would say, you know, the talent and the, the hardworking is probably like the bigger thing. Um, and just people willing to dig in and figure out problems.
1: Today you can find LifeLoop software in over 700 retirement communities across 47 states. In the coming years, Amy and her team will be growing out their Resident app, an offering which Amy says will create a way for residents to sign up for community events and connect with other residents to help fight loneliness. I'm J.T. Martin, and this has been a Grindstone production. Grindstone is one of the premier production and marketing firms here in Lincoln, offering everything you need to grow your business, from video and podcast production to social media management and media buying. You can learn more by visiting grindstoneagency.com. What was it that you saw that was like, maybe I'll start something myself?
0: I was never obsessed with the idea of running a tech company. I that has never occurred you want to, to me. to move to San Francisco no, and no. be
1: a tech entrepreneur.
0: No, no.
2: A new podcast is telling the story of entrepreneurs in Nebraska.
1: It started just in time for the pandemic and has big hopes of highlighting hardworking Nebraskans. New at 6, 1011 Now's Madison Pitch has more.
2: The podcast host J.T. Martin is a native Nebraskan who spent much of his time growing up on the coast. He tells me his grandparents always prayed he'd come back to his Nebraska roots, and now he's creating a podcast that highlights Nebraska business owners in an effort to show that Nebraska is more than just a flyover state. Today's guest, Amy Johnson, the Fremont native, is the creator of LifeLoop, an assisted living community management software martin and his guests go through their business beginnings talking about what starting a business in nebraska is like
1: this is a new show about nebraskans for nebraskans there aren't many publications that are about nebraskans for nebraskans
2: so far he and his team have made 25 podcasts since the fall of last year with people like the owner of dorothy lynch adjuvance technologies penlink saros cider acuvera speedway motors and russ's market
1: oh to be able to hear about the lives of these business leaders and how they got to where they are. You know, it wasn't all, you know, million dollar investments.
2: He says sharing their story is rewarding.
1: There's so many awesome things that are gonna happen to Nebraska in the next decade. Really just wanna share more stories of really interesting people and just get, you know, continue to make sure that Nebraska is on the map inside of not only the Silicon Prairie, but uh, just nationally and internationally as well.
2: One famous Nebraskan they really wanna get on their show?
1: Warren, if you're out there, we'd love to have you.
2: The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and the video versions are on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram.